Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, whether you're doing it at cnjradio.com, or you're subscribed and leaving a star rating and review on iTunes, or you're leaving an individual episode review on Podchaser. That's that's whoa. a new thing. Whoa. Yeah, whoa, whoa, hey. Whoa. Um, but I appreciate it. Thank you so very much for doing all of those things. Or just sharing the episode link on Facebook. Are you still on iTunes? Yes, we are okay. still on iTunes. All right, all right. We might even be on Spotify soon. I figured it might be time. Uh, that Yeah, they're letting us assholes post our podcasts on Spotify now with no restriction. Um, there goes the neighborhood. Well, I figured it was about time that maybe I get a few people under 30 listening. So, there's the... Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, who's that other voice in the room? It's been a while... Uh, so please welcome back with open arms a member of the family back to the show the cnjradio.com extended family the great logan is here hey hey joey hey how you doing <laughs> pretty good i like that we always do the handshake yeah, uh, yeah. it's great radio I'd pop it but it you know yeah i know you already popped the beer, pop uh, the beer so. so uh logan where have you been Cheers. this whole year uh you want to tell the the audience? I think they deserve to know. Well, yeah, probably so. I guess uh, it's been a busy year, moving, moving around. Yeah, and uh, got married about a month ago. Right, a little well, over a month ago. Yeah, cool. so, officially on the show. Officially on the show. I wanted to say congratulations. Yes, thank you. Uh, Logan is in the two timers club now. Yes, and uh, this one looks good. This one. This one I had no this hesitation about. This one's got about. a lot of legs to it. Yeah, no hesitation. I would have said something this time if I thought. <laughs> didn't, no one ever says anything the first time. No, they don't. But definitely I, I'm on board. She's good people. Let's just Very leave it at people. that. Love you, Marianne. All right. So... You're back, and um, right. you're very tanned. I mean, he's been living at Disney this whole year, basically. Don't listen to him. Um, you, you show it. He's happy. It's, he's uh, Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he looks very healthy. Feel good. Feel yeah. good. Yeah. Stretched it out a little bit. I can't believe you're wearing a zip-up, long-sleeve, like, non-hoodie in the studio here. It's just... I non-hoodie? I'm sweating balls every time. Is um, it a real hoodie? No, no, no it's, it's not. not. A, it's not a hoodie at all. Yeah, you're very wintry dressed for a very hot... It was cold day really, in yeah. um I mean, it's in, that bad. October. All right. We are doing another episode of the Fallen. It has literally been since January of this year. Coming up traffic. Yeah. We've done weather, now we can do traffic. Oh, okay, yeah, later, yeah, so. yeah. What's driving traffic to the page? <laughs> well, this is one of those shows that truly makes Rock Strikes Tim with the critic says it is a really weird, wacky, all over the genre palette of artists that we're gonna talk about. Notable deaths from the rock world for the first half. Of 2018, going to say like the best of. It's really not like. Here's the thing. I didn't That's make thing. like any yeah. cuts, and, wow. and and this is a good news, bad news situation. It's bad for the show, but it's great for it's the music for, industry. It's bad for my paycheck. Right. We need more people <laughs> to die <laughs> to move on across that great next uh, plane, the apartment in the sky. Well, 
you know, and I'm, I don't want to go into too much detail, but we've both had some personal hits this year in the world of death. Yeah. So that's why it's kind of been nothing I've really wanted to go at this year. And I think we, we both experienced this is not 2016. Loss. I understand that, but okay. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm not talking about music deaths. I'm talking about in our own oh, actual right. personal lives. Right. Right. <laughs> so let's talk about someone else that we don't know directly that right. we may have enjoyed their music over the years. Yeah. And the rule is, is for new friends of the show, if you haven't tuned out yet, whether you sang, performed, wrote, even produced, or maybe even have a direct reference to a song that, that has been a part of our lives, you get to be in our fallen camp here. Well, you get to go through the first process, <laughs> and then there's a second process. It's Think about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, and then we get to weed that out again. Can I not? That's a whole other show. Yeah, can I not today? I just wanted to. I wanted. I did want to like poke. Yeah, that's, poke that's little, cool. You know, a little poke at the fire there. Yeah, that's you know? all right. Oh, you get me going on that <laughs> oh, for yeah. sure. Lame. Okay, so the first entry we have to go all the way back, and we're going to do this chronological, which also we, makes it extra okay. weird. Yeah. Uh, actually, it wouldn't matter. This is like I a guess not, it, no. it just yeah. So. Back in January 20th of this year, uh, at the age of 76, and this is a weird trend. I was mentioning this to Nola off the air. We've had notable three to four deaths over the last two years for something that never really pops up in cause of death. Falling down the stairs or falling off of something, not suicide, you just fell and you died. Well, how old were you? 76 years old. This person was, not me. Am I supposed to guess? No, I'm not asking you to guess here because you would never get it. I would never get it. Okay. I had to find him on... There was no big story about him the day he died unless you fought like really hardcore classic rock pages of the world. Okay. It's a guy named Jim Rodford. Okay. And he was a bass guitarist and a very good background vocalist. He always contributed box to whatever band he was in. Right. He had a slew of bands he was in and during decent periods of this band, which is very important to me. Right. I'm not just going to include like, you know, guy that came in on the end the of a Motown The session guy review. that was in Blue Oyster Cult in 1984. That nobody would know. Yeah, like uh, 94. What are you talking about? Um, but this guy, he started off playing in a cool we were talking about nuggets off the air a cool band called the swing and blue jeans which definitely darkens a couple of nuggets sets then he moved on to a very notable band called the zombies short-lived but massively influential 60s band to which uh, he made friends with a gentleman named rod argent who would go on to form another band called argent and jim went along with them for the ride those initial argent albums are really great gems in, in rock history. Up for like Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? <laughs> or is that still lame? That's strike two on is a Hall of Fame lame? reference. It's okay. very lame. Uh, but the other, <laughs> And I'll go ahead and say on, on this guy's bio, he played, and I talked about later periods, a, a good underrated later period of a band, right. uh, the 78 through early 90s version of the Kinks, who did things. Oh, right. So I think that's very valid. Yeah. So this guy was in all those bands at those times. Right. So he definitely belongs huh. here on the fallen episode here for well the very few thankfully that we're doing here in 2018 and I figured I'm going to give you kind of a a nice little tie into two bands he was in. So I'm going to play you a live version of a song that he did in a band that was a kind of a half cover of a band Man, he was previously in. You're about to lose me. <laughs> we're going to go to the live Arjun album. It's a double live album from the early 70s. And in the encore, you have that. I do. It's it's very good, actually. Oh it's a very good like 
example of a 70s double live album. It's digging deep, man. Yeah, it's fun, though. Um, Kiss fans should also have it, because it's got the original version of God Gave uh, Rock and Roll, do you oh, want okay. it? Okay. But I like Argent anyway. Okay. That's the thing. I, no. Russ Ballard and Rod Argent are near geniuses. Near geniuses. But anyway, <laughs> off of this live Argent album, they close on the last song of the encore with the zombies' time of the season. Okay. So here you go. <laughs>
Alright, there you go. Kicking off this edition of The Fallen. That was Argent doing the zombies time of the season. So I guess, like I said, it's a half cover. If you have it's, half the members doing it. Yeah. There's no there's no definition for they that actual thing. They may not have thing. had to pay any royalty on that. Oh, goodness, no. Because I think, I think Rod wrote it. I'm going to go with go. that. I'm going to go with that. So... Yeah, you know, yeah, I like it. That, Like I said, if you're a fan of 70s rock and roll, check out that Double Live album from Argent, just called Live. I have it on vinyl. Uh, I wish I'd have opened Did up the gate. Did they make ga- it on CD? Uh, yeah, yeah. There's, there's they, re- okay. Actually, Collectibles put out some really good reissues oh, okay. of Argent. Oh, okay. It's on Collectibles. So, yeah, you can't good, go wrong with Collectibles. Good label quality stuff. Very quality. Uh, speaking of catalogs, man, this next act uh, is known for, um, I guess... Some some critics and like me might say it's more uh, definitely more quantity than quality, right? Uh, but it's definitely a big enough name in certain circles. I think it'd be invalid if we didn't include him okay. on this episode. And back on January twenty fourth, at the age of sixty, due to lung and kidney cancer, <laughs> lifetime double, of both double, substances, uh, double whammy, the legal substances that are yeah. allowed to kill people in this country, right? Uh, Mark E. Smith. Oh, the okay. Fall. Oh, you didn't give me a heads up. Cult hero, of course. I mean, this yeah. is—he's the Frank Zappa of. Uh, I'm not, of no. Like, no, I'm not saying musically. I'm not saying he's a genius. No, I, he's I reserve not. that for very few people. But I'm talking yeah. about like the catalog is just massive. Oh yeah, the catalog and is massive. He's very anti-establishment. Very an- anti everything. <laughs> right. So that's what he was known for. Like, here's the thing: is he got so much ink because he was a good interview. Like that was half of his career. Well, his interviews were—I mean, because he was an absolute curmudgeon. Yeah. I mean, he he was cranky, and first you had to if if you find any YouTube clips of a, like a video interview, which I know that there there's some out there because I've seen them. Yeah. First, you have to figure out what the fuck he's saying. <laughs> he's very northern. Be, yes. And I I I love me my northerners. And that's and that's Don't get me wrong. stuff. They're... But then at the at the same time, he's he's just talking about how how much he liked to torture. This promoter and this producer and his band members, he you know he'd fire left and right, and yeah, I mean for weird they, reasons, they would be in the like, middle of a of a tour, and all of a sudden he wouldn't have a rhythm section and and would have yeah. to find somebody in the next next city to 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 fill the yeah. vacancy. It's it, such an odd character. Was, I, I I did get to get, get to see them. Oh okay. No, what, was, what year was it? Roughly. Uh, it has to be from the last 20 years because you said you went with Swank. Yeah. So. 2008? Okay. Seven? Okay. Sure, we'll go with that. Ask him. Why not? I okay. don't know. Yeah, I will next time I see him, actually, because we haven't really talked Marquis Smith and since it, he died. So. It was it was cool to see him. Yeah. But I was able to mark it off the list. Nice. Don't need to do that again. All right. Um, they had a couple of supposed breakout hits that I, I caught on the wiki. A song called Totally Wired. Song called "Hit the North." Those get a lot of attention. You picked out an actual, really decently accessible song for us to play here, well, and we thank you for that. I should also uh, the big new Prince, P R I N Z. It's mm. not on your list. That was like a big player on the 120 minutes. Oh, okay. Cycle. Nice. Therefore, a good two and a half months or I was so. Say, they they got a spin on MTV. They, that's, yeah. That's impressive they, for the they, kind of band they Well, were. I mean, they were on RCA, so, I mean, okay. you know, there was money to throw around. They actually made a video. Oh. So there we you go. Video. Video. Okay. Well, we all <laughs> <laughs> All right, so what are we so, going to hear now? Uh, we're going to hear the, uh, the song Creep, or C-R-E-E-P. 
P. Yeah, because it's, it's all dots. It's, it's a, what do you call that? Anagram or something like that? No, I don't. I don't know what they math ain't me forte, as they say. Yeah. So. All right, so here's the fall and creep.
So I have that off of a B-Sides collection. So there you go. That was the fall and C dot R dot E dot E dot P dot. Uh, I I thought it was on some record. Decently accessible, I will say. So, and it's definitely of the times. I I have like sixty records, so I don't know. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. That's the thing you want to look through their discography. It's this massive whirlwind of of stuff. But hey, let's move on, Logan. What is a fallen list without at least somebody from Motown? (laughs) It's not really valid, is it? Well, I mean, you know, pretty much we're pretty much we haven't gone through all of them as of yet. Not yet. We must be getting close, though. Yeah. So this guy, and I, I remember actually poking fun at replacement members uh, earlier. This is a guy who is a legit replacement in a big act. I'm talking, not only is he uh, part of a act who is in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. God, we have to keep mentioning oh that. Oh my God, three strikes. But he's actually in the Hall of Fame as a member of this band, despite being a replacement. Oh. Yeah, so That's and, cool. and it's not one of those Grateful Dead bullshit things where everybody's in. We're like twenty of men, of the members. Yeah, exactly. I played tambourine. <laughs> right. Uh, we're gonna talk about a guy named Dennis Edwards who was a replacement singer in the Temptations. He actually replaced David Ruffin in the band, which oh. is hard to do because that guy's voice is iconic. Right. But he came in and they started. It was it was actually probably a good time if you're gonna replace somebody, even right. someone as iconic as Ruffin. Seventies. Late 60s into that 60s. psychedelic uh, oh, okay. soul era. Right. So he hit right when they were going into that. So all these other hits that they had. They were still making records then, too. Making they? records and making yeah. hit singles. People didn't give yeah. up on them, even with the times changing. Because, yeah. you know, they went from, like, the happy thing. And now we're in the civil rights movement. Right. Psychedelic soul. And it's, like, where it's at. And That's it's some such, badass stuff, too, by the way. Such badass stuff. So yeah. I actually, like, am... Uh, this is a throw a dart moment because I'm going to actually go with one of the obvious ones just to show you like Dennis Edwards is legit. Right. So what do you want to play, Logan? Do you oh. want to play? I got four <laughs> choices. Me? I got four massive temp songs that he sings on and you're going to be like, okay, I give up, but you got a choice between cloud nine. Can't get next to you. Ball of confusion or Papa was a rolling stone. <laughs> Ball of confusion. Done. Cities are flames in the summertime. No. Oh. 
there you go yeah we lost awesome. dennis edwards who was a legit badass member of the temptations wow. who sang on the studio tracks God. right there on ball of confusion i he, don't know why i didn't even realize that yeah and i can't believe they didn't make more traction when he no. died uh, he died no. on february 1st of of this year of meningitis so meningitis. yeah oh, you don't God. hear that one too much no. do you that's a weird one it's not as weird as a fall everybody dies from weird stuff this year yeah Oh, I totally did. I totally did make the fall joke oh, before the fall guy. Oh, God, I, I, what kind of host am I? Oh, here we have time. Go okay. ahead. Okay. Okay. Speaking of, it's going to sound like I'm talking in reverse in a second here because okay. the next guy we're going to talk about um, died from shark bites. No, is in the R&B uh, camp. So we're actually going to do kind of a, a good transition here. Right. Uh, a gentleman by the name of Leon Chancellor. And his nickname was Ndugu. So Leon Ndugu Chancellor. Okay. Not even going to ask you to try to guess where he's from, but uh, he died 65 years of age. Yes. Uh, so this gentleman died of uh, prostate cancer at the age of 65 this year oh, on February man. 3rd. Now, I'm going to actually lay this in here. Just to, I'm going to play this drop for you right now, Logan, okay? All right. And... It's like, okay, this guy is basically known as a session drummer. And you're in sometimes people are like, okay, why are you including them? But when you're known for just and I'm, I'm gonna play the whole thing, because this isn't the song I'm gonna use to represent him all the way. Right, right. But I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that this is him on the drums right now. Yeah, so, I mean, we've heard that our whole lives, basically our whole lives, uh, me mostly my whole life, (laughs) but yeah, you know what I'm getting at. More mine than, I mean, the guy only, I haven't heard it. The guy only played drums on a track that's on the best-selling album of all time. It's kind of apropos. number two now. But I went a little deeper on the guy's bio. Number two. Oh yeah, yeah, sorry. Well, greatest hits don't count, by the way. I do not. I do not I, acknowledge I wouldn't, I wouldn't the Eagles. Either. But I mean, greatest the hits. Eagles, so it yeah. totally doesn't count yeah. any. Yeah, any we way. have a choice between the Eagles or a child molester. I'm like, we're shit out of luck either way. So anyway, digging deeper on Mr. Chancellor's bio here, found out that he doesn't have a lot of songwriting credits, 
but he did write a few songs, very few, and one of the ones he happened to co-write was a Grammy-nominated R&B legit hit that crossed over into pop music. Right. In uh, around 82, 83, I think, okay. uh, a song called Let It Whip by the Daz Band. Huh. So he co-wrote that song okay. with a guy named Reggie Andrews. Okay. So two big things right there in the early 80s. Everybody that was alive, or even not alive at that time, the knows... Clubs were- no clubs had had a lot of love for him. Yeah, so they know Billy Jean, and they definitely know Let It Whip still. Yeah. Also, yeah. So we're gonna play Let It Whip right oh. now for Leon. Very nice.
Okay, so we haven't done a death chant yet. Death, death, death. D e a t h. Yeah. Death, death, death. Yes. How's that? It just reminds me of the Jets chant every time, but it's it, yeah, it's, it's, it's humorous it's, to me. It is. But that I actually was, got uh, it from the uh, local Catman. Oh, okay. Catman of the Americas. Oh, okay. From the yeah. ticket. Gotcha. Friend of yours, so. right? Yeah. Uh, ish. We're acquaintances. We're, we're, we're friends a of friends. Couple degrees of separation. <laughs> okay. How's that? But that, uh, speaking of good times, that was Let It Whip, uh, an all-time party jam from, oh, yeah. from the Daz Band. What do you think, 83? Does that sound right? Ooh, that does 82? sound right. 82, 83. Okay. Right Transistor radio days for yeah, me. Nice. Did you have the shoulder motor, too, later on? No, well, uh, uh, no, I never did. Really? Well, it wasn't It, it wasn't huge. It was, it was like one of the sleeker ones, like oh, 84, okay. 85, whenever they didn't take it from, like, its giant... Andre the Giant predecessor (laughs) into a more slim version. Right, I guess you're doing wrestling references. We were talking about that off the air. I know. It was, those were huge though. I did carry carry some of those around like in 82 or 83. Okay. And those, man, that'll work your arm out. Yeah. Well, I, I never say this hardly ever on The Fallen. We've got a Parkinson's death. What? Really? Yeah. Um, uh, pretty big in the hard rock Who community. Who had that? Uh, in February 7th, it was a long-time diagnosis of Parkinson's, sadly. Um, this is a guy that I was pretty familiar with. Okay. I, I have, I'm have i at least a greatest hits fan of this band. And, um, you know, they definitely made an impact upon their initial releases. The whole generic tale of 80s hard rock band going into the 90s. Uh, alternative music really comes to the forefront. They go to Europe and Japan, uh, and they do well there. Big in Japan, by the way. Generic big statement. In Japan. But this band was big in Japan. They were big in Japan. Man. Thank you, Tom. Uh, but a band I took notice of because of their bass player, initially, who had jumped ship from a band that I loved, the oh. David Lee Ross solo band. You know what band I'm talking about? Where did Billy Sheehan go after he left David Lee Ross band? Logan's head is... He's nope, got nope, smoke nope, coming nope, out nope, of his nope, ears. nope, nope. nope. He went to um, uh, Mr. Big. Yes. Yeah, we're going to talk about the drummer of Mr. Big, Pat Torpy. Oh, Uh, that's right. He had to, he pulled like a... Parkinson's? He pulled like a semi-retirement. puberty. Yeah, I know. Yeah, sorry. I was going to let it go. Parkinson's? Yeah, he basically semi-retired from the band a few years ago, and he wasn't able to play on this one of the last records they did. Wow. He, uh, you know, passed the torch over to to his replacement, actually did tour with them as he was basically i think i even heard him in an interview saying they actually kind of the were mascot. huge in japan yeah yeah, yeah i mean sure. like yeah. legit they were selling budokan like yeah. they were budokan big over there wow they were playing multiple nights in japan at the yeah. same venues so that's a big that's a big deal that's a huge deal they got so big that they even had a like a, a offshoot cover band that they would switch instruments no and they could play sets doing that and still sell massive tickets down there (laughs) yeah totally wow so mr big uh did let's not discount the fact that they had a number one single in america legit to be with you was a number one single i know and ironically pat torpy he kind of there's no real drums on it he literally like kicks the bass drum four times before the solo because it's all hand claps and harmonies right. he's part of that harmony troupe well, okay. but but he's got four bass clicks on a um, right. number one single and hey that's four clicks than most of us have that's so yeah i always say it that that's way. three more than i have oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. what was yours no, was, oh you did that one downbeat on i will always love you right the 
I will not know. No, no actually, I know who that I, wasn't me. I forgot the name of that guy, but that guy made millions of dollars just going, poof. And you know what? <laughs> We're just, talking about just drummers, in case though. anybody's interested. That's <laughs> I mean, that's all I have to do for you. Okay. But yeah, Pat Torpy. I feel oh, my bad. tambourine. I'm good at tambourine. Hold <laughs> my tambourine. Triangle. Triangle. No, I um, suck at triangle. Yeah, but um, when Mr. Big came out, they were basically like yeah. they were they were like an all star mechanic. Like bands that never really yeah guys had never really found a home in a band yet. It was and, like if you weren't in the damn Yankees. Yeah, uh, yeah. I you, think you probably I, were going to be in Mr. Big. I feel like the, I mean, I feel like Mr. Big actually made the damn Yankees happen because yeah, it was a couple I mean, of years was, after. Yeah, that. I mean yeah. it was within the same sort of. Uh, time frame and people that might have been in between bands within a sense yeah and uh, you know there was talent there for sure yeah so it's neat that it didn't stay the billy sheehan band because i think all of us that saw them on mtv the first time around were like oh that's billy sheehan's new band right we didn't know hardly any of these guys you know unless you were like really digging deep on certain was in that mr big eric martin and then Paul Gilbert, who basically had been, he made a name for himself through the guitar magazines. Yeah, like he was yeah. doing those shops, like, you know, those, the shredding stuff. Yeah. I was trying to think and, what, what he had done. Yeah. But like, or, he, or was he an up, up and comer guy or. Yeah. I mean, from what I remember, he was, just, familiar, it was like I mean, a name you'd always see I in middle edge and guitar, guitar magazines. magazines. Yeah. Yeah. You know. And of course, Billy was the veteran of the group. Right. Uh, right. You know, and Eric Martin had sung on a, a bunch of people's records, and right. but you know, the, the, what I'm getting at is that they none of the guys really hit on anything. Even Pat Torpy, he was one of those guys that they would bring in because he lived in Los Angeles and he had a decent look. So if a band was coming on, like he talked about this on American Bandstand, right, right. and they didn't have a drummer yet or ready for the tour, <laughs> they just American put him out bands. there to, right. to to mimic on the thing. Right. So he's got a bunch of credits where he's like just mimicking uncredited songs. Or, or well, credited. He's, he's out there playing on the stage of American Bandsing with all right. these bands, but he didn't play on the track How originally, funny. but he would back up those people. Because he had the look. Yeah, exactly. So, wow. you know, fun little facts there about the great... Uh, Remember that, kids? It's all about your looks. Yeah, but you definitely... God. What I'm saying is you definitely didn't get in that band unless you could play. Right. Everybody in that band oh, could yeah. play their butts off. And I remember this... I'm going to go ahead and use an obvious track if you're a big fan of this band, but this was the first time I heard him, and all of a sudden this video just dropped one day on Dial MTV, and I was like, whoa, because this thing is a beast. Like, there's so much soloing on it, right? and, you know, Eric's singing his butt off, and it's just like, whoa. Okay, so I'm going to play Addicted to That Rush. <laughs>
That's how you end a rock and roll song right there. Big epic ending. That was a great for a launch song. I mean, you know. Not bad. Good way to debut there. That was Mr. Big representing the late great Pat Torpy. Addicted to that rush. I think it's the first song. Yeah, right? Parkinson's terrible. Wow. For a drummer, man. I mean, I mean, for anybody, but like for, for a guy that has to make a living that way. Yeah. Like, oh. This is not a kind list to people in rhythm sections, by the way. <laughs> this so list sucks it's today. Not, it's man. not over. Yeah, this is, I mean, it's always a downer, but we try. We try to Let's make it positive. Twenty sixteen. Never mind. Yeah, here's yeah. 
Here's a here's another uh, bass player. Okay. So uh, guy <laughs> taking named, out the rhythm section left and right, yeah, aren't we? Uh, another guy named Craig McGregor. Probably not Scottish or Irish. I'm bet. Uh, yeah, okay, there's my joke for the day. Yeah. Um, died on February 9th of this <laughs> what year. What joke? It's a Scottish or Irish joke. I mean, Craig McGregor. Craig you know, McGregor. hey, you know. But he is. Yeah. So 68 years old, died of lung cancer. Ooh. Yeah, and. Um, a pivotal bass player in a pivotal era for a, a a very famous classic rock band of the 70s. It's like it's 70s identifiable, so much so that they barely made it into the 80s. Okay. There's a band called Foghat. Oh. So, I mean, come on. Slow Ride? Now, he actually didn't play bass on oh. Slow Ride, but there was enough strong stuff in the second half of the oh, 70s to where this man. is justified because... I think one of the better Fog you're trying hat to songs. legitimize Foghat. No, man. I mean, this guy played Continue. on like this guy played on like five or six Foghat <laughs> records. Great bass player. Um, also doing this, um, you know, for for um, my podcasting mentor Michael Butler. He was a big fan of this guy. Right, right, right. I think he even had some interaction with him. Gotcha. But uh, really classic gem of a song that should be played on classic rock radio. And there's like what two or three Foghat songs that get played. Uh, their cover of "I Just Want to Make Love to You." They have two songs. Well, their cover of "I Just Want to Make Love to You" is one of the more famous versions of that song. You hear it like every day I, on well, what it, was it ZPS Lone Star and uh, Slow Ride, of course. Slow Ride, I know that one. What's the other one? They've got three. Is it "Fool for the City"? Is that them? I think that's yeah. Them. That is them. Yeah. So it's "Fool for the City" yeah. and um. Here, hold on. No, no, it's okay. Fog hat. I I love your I don't have any Foghat rec I don't have any Foghat CDs so you're not going to find them in this room but I want to play you a song that should be on classic rock radio. There's no Foghat here. Not on CD like no. I said. Uh, oh, we may have someone wax. Go back to the LPs? Yeah, I may have someone wax over there but like wax. I said this is a this is a song <laughs> and we're going to get to it right here right now. Wonderful. This is Foghat with Stone Blue. When I was Stone Blue, rock and roll got me through.
Right there, you go. That was Stone Blue by Foghat. By Foghat. I I like that song. I I think <laughs> they're more than just those two songs. Okay. Okay. All right. What a great tribute that was. Uh, yet another drummer. Uh, actually, and there's two reasons I included this guy. This is this is going to make me a hypocrite because this guy didn't play on this band's classic material. Uh-oh. But he was a half sticks will travel guy, and I think he played for enough legit acts. And I kind of wanted a reason to play this song on the show because I like it and he played on it. <laughs> but also, he's a Texas guy. So I feel like represent El Paso, Texas, and a really cool pocket of rock and roll right there you can get. That's one less uh, vote for Beto. I guess so, yeah. That, that's a shame, too. Uh, but I think this guy was a California citizen at the end of the day. Uh, a guy named Charlie Quintana died uh, actually a day before my birthday this year on March 12th at the age of 56 of a hat attack. As the guys in Massachusetts had attack. Oh, had attack. Okay. Uh, not trying to belittle it. I just oh, trying to right. have some fun here. But uh, this guy played with, according to his bio, he played with people all the way from Cracker to Bob Dylan to Izzy Stradlin, and um, what's his name? Charlie Quintana or Quintana, Q U I N T A N A. But he played in the post two thousand career for Social Distortion. And okay. so that that gives him at least two studio albums at some point. Uh, but he played on this really, really cool song. I think it's a real gem of a song. It's kind of buried in their best of as the new song on the best of that's not going to get over. You For know, who? Social Distortion. Social D. I know you're not a huge fan of Social D, but no. uh, I want to play this really cool track that this guy Charlie Cantana played on. So that that's all the reason I needed to put him on there. It's, my, it's my show. Uh, so here's a really cool Social D track. Maybe you've never heard it. Maybe I played it on the best of the best ofs or new. I think I did play this years ago when I did Uh the new songs on the best ofs that kind of got ignored. Get ready for a repeat. Why not? It's been years. (laughs) It's been a while. uh, Here is the social distortion for you kids out there. And a really cool track from 2007 called Far Behind. Well, friends like you, who needs enemies? You ain't right, you ain't never gonna be your own.
Social Distortion with Far Behind, which was the new song on Social Distortion's greatest hits. It's a it's a very solid best of. So yeah, he replaced Chuck Biscuits, who you will know. Uh, uh, there yeah, you go. Danzig's drummer and uh, a few other uh, bands. Yeah, yeah, that guy. Yeah, I just like the name Chuck Biscuits. Chuck Biscuits. <laughs> Changing your even your stage name <laughs> yeah. to Biscuits. Yeah, I dig it. Okay, so now we're gonna go way back to the late '60s. Uh, this band uh, has massive ties to Foreigner because Mick Jones was a part of this band. Do you know what was Mick Jones pre-Foreigner band? Pop quiz, Hot free? Shot. Free? I don't know. Not free. That was a, that was a decent that guess. That was uh, Paul Rogers and okay. uh, yeah, a different instrument altogether. But that's okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, he was in a band called Spooky Tooth. You know that name? Really? Yeah. Did you not know that? No, yeah, Mick yeah. Jones was in Spooky Tooth? Yeah, yeah. There's even really? some Spooky Tooth songs on my Foreigner double disc best of. Really? Just to represent the whole journey. Because, you know, it's like, hey, here's a couple of Lou Graham solo songs. The whole journey. Here's a couple Gosh, of... Gosh, well, wow. What? It's a Foreigner best of? or is it? Yeah, a... it's that double disc that Rhino put out. It's got a couple of Lou Graham solo songs, but it's also got some Spooky Tooth songs yeah, on it. Oh, it has Lou Graham solo stuff? Yeah, it's a, it's a great best of. We're doing a commercial now for Rhino's wow. Foreigner double disc set called wow. Jukebox Heroes. I'm, I'm sure yeah. I look for it. No, 
It's there. Alright. Yeah, the Foreigner Anthology, Jukebox Heroes. You will find a Spooky Tooth song or two on there uh. to represent Mick Jones. However, I'm not going to play either of those two songs because I figured this would be fun. We were talking about Hall of Fame on and off the air ad nauseum. And, of course, one of the big... Uh, not by choice. Yeah. But, of course, one of the big uh, MIAs from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is currently still Judas Priest. Yes. And if do you know the tie-in from Judas Priest to Spooky Tooth? It's, it has nothing to do with band members or anything. Put the Foreigner CD down. You're trying to cheat. You're not going to find it on there. So did I there. get the right one? They got the right. You got the right thing I was talking about, but that song is not on there. Oh, it's not. Yeah. Okay, so well, you're then, on your own. All right. No, then I, I no, I don't know because I don't know Spooky Tooth at all. <laughs> okay, so for the Judas Priest tie-in, we're gonna do. We're gonna go to Originalville, much like Brian Ibbett might do, but he doesn't play a lot of metal. Uh, back in the old 1990, when Judas Priest went to trial over that stupid suicide rap. Oh, yeah. Um, the song in question that had the backwards masking was a song called Better By You, Better Than Me, which was actually a spooky tooth song that they had covered on that album, Stained Class. So... That was rock and roll. Or rock and roll. No, no. Stained Class? Stained Class. Damn. So... That was a spooky tooth song? I, I, told, you, I told you all of that. We haven't even talked about the guy. God... Uh, but the actual lead singer of Spooky Tooth was a guy named Mike Harrison. He died on March 25th of this year. Uh, no cause of death. At least I didn't write one down. <laughs> God damn it. So I said all that to play this song, which ties into a band that I'm a bigger fan of than Spooky Tooth. But really neat band from the late 60s, early 70s. And they're super duper important because if a lot of these things don't happen, we don't get a lot of cool music down the road. So... Let's respect some spooky tooth now and play the original version of Better By You, Better Than Me. Better by you, better than me Guess you'll have to tell her how I tried Speak the thoughts I've held so long inside Tell her now I've got to go Find in the streets and down the shore Tell her the world's not much more living for Better by you, better than me
There you go. Just in case you never heard that before, I figured I'd play that for to represent the late great Mike Harrison, good singer there. Um, definitely would have given Lou Graham a decent run for his money. But oh, breaking news: he died by death. Yeah, yes. So that was off. If you're looking for a reference to the original album, there that was off of Spooky Tooth's sophomore album from 1969 called Two, but it was actually called Spooky Two. Spooky <laughs> yeah nice yeah for the kids all right um, just in time for halloween i wrote these down to uh you know bring up a little pop culture break here uh people that died this year of note that i would just like to mention as uh, pop culture honorable you know, mentions honorable mentions okay. they, they they aren't musically talented probably in any way okay but uh just a quiz yeah just, just quick just quick hits here let's play at uh, home kids uh, someone responsible for a lot of comedy albums that I own, at least in some form or fashion, Mitzi Shore. Sam Kinison. Uh, Gabe Kinison, one of uh, easily his first break. Mitzi Shore, who ran oh. the comedy store back in for oh, decades and decades. That's right. Yeah. You, you All your favorite sitcoms of the 80s and 90s and all your favorite comedy albums from the 70s, 80s, yeah. 90s and on may not have possibly potentially ever happened without a Mitzi Shore who was like the Svengali who uh, got them to the next level. So or, now we can all stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just kill stand up altogether. Pretty much, pretty much, yeah. Um, all the way on the other end of the spectrum, a guy mother who... of Polly. Yes, Polly Shore's mom. Yes, yep. absolutely. Feel Thanks, ba- Biodome. Well, I, f- I feel bad for Polly. I no, I, I feel horrible for Polly. Yeah. She was, I mean, honestly, wow. Yeah, I met. Mean, I always think instrumental about... in in all of it. Well, they're like I, all these different. I've read a lot of d- different stand up bios in my life, and you know, like you know, your Kennisons and your Dices and stuff right. like that. And at one time, those two guys were actually staying at Mitzi Shore's house because Mitzi's house was so big, right. she would actually house homeless comedians. I believe it. Because they were working she at her place. She supported the craft. So, and, and, yeah. and you think about the craft. The craft yeah. elevated not, not just to on stage, but then into television and into film and then yeah. greater. And, and, and so, yeah. yeah. If, I, I was just thinking if about... If she didn't support your 70s, 80s, or 90s yeah. uh, comedian, yeah. then you're... 70s, 80s, 90s, aughts, it's, today. It's endless. It's uh, the, 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 the butterfly effect. And, and, yeah, I mean, it's... You, you know, got Robin Williams, Seinfeld, Louis Anderson. I mean, like, the list is the entire list, yeah, basically. It's everybody. It's com- that's comedy. It's story. everybody in the last 30-plus yeah. years. Plus years, yeah. 
All right, so there you go. Mystery Shore, very important. It. Yeah. Um, a guy who's been actually sampled on a lot of different albums probably didn't get paid for it either. Gene Krupa? Uh, no. <laughs> Arlie Army, um, who was mm. the uh, actual legit, you know, legit uh, armed forces guy who oh, was oh. who was the, the guy the, the, in Full, the metal, full jacket. metal Jacket guy. And he got yeah. sampled to death. Yeah. Um, so I figured since he made an appearance on a record or two that I yeah. owned, What's that one? Is it Ministry? I can't hear yeah. you. I still can't hear you. Yeah, I think isn't that I, isn't that Thieves? Or is, yeah, yeah, it's Thieves. Yeah, I think it's on Thieves. So he's yeah. on that. He's on a few other things, I'm sure. Um, um, yeah, he's probably got a probably mostly bit of wax tracks albums. On. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Harry Anderson, uh, who was uh, of um, course the star Night of Court. Night Court, and uh, made his bones on Cheers and yep. a few other things. Uh, also, he, on Cheers? he he his character Harry was kind of the same guy that he played on Night Court, oh. but it was more of his real life version because he was an actual legit magician, like magician. He yeah. was a comedian magician, one of the better ones for sure. And I loved Night Court. I grew up on Night Court. It's law for me, uh, no pun intended. Um, also, um, someone who was on the Mount Rushmore of pro wrestling is Bruno San Martino, who saw at the Garden as many times as Elvis probably did, legit. So Bruno San Martino, a little dedication for them as well. Really? Yeah, he was, dude. He was big time. Like was he one of the guys you were talking about earlier. Yeah, I mean okay. he was like David Lee Roth talked about him on his show, and he was like basically saying if you were running for like town alderman, Dang. if you weren't a Bruno fan, right. then you weren't going to get voted on by that crowd. Like you, wow. you had to show up at the Bruno matches. Yeah, Ali, what's that percentage? Ali went to those matches. I mean, it was it was it was oh, really? the thing to do. Yeah. So anyway. Rest in peace, Bruno. Let's get back to the music. Uh, this guy actually is uh, I'm ready the to last. Go. The last two entries are actually in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. No way. That's like the like the fourth time that you brought up the Rock. Yeah. I can't believe you. But Julie. we actually have a we have our second of three Hall of Famers. I can't believe that you would bring list. up the Rock and Roll I, Hall I know, of Fame. I know. I gave you shit for bring, I gave you shit for bringing it up earlier, but I'm actually kind of glad you did. That's a whole other show. But I bet you don't know the you name. Can yell at me then. I'm gonna be real snobby. And be like, I bet you don't know who this is if I tell you the name. All right. Well, let me hold on. Yeah. Why are you on your fast. phone? Take it. So I can put so your can phone down and take your glasses off. Take your brick top glasses off. <laughs> I love you. I love Bricktop. Okay. I don't know what that means. Uh, it's Brick, from uh, uh, Snatch. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> You're going to feed me to the pigs later on. Uh, mm -hmm. Easy. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, so Danny Kerwin. He was a guitar player from the British invasion, uh, late 60s psychedelic era of yes. British post-British invasion. He got in on the ground floor of a band who might have done a thing or 12. You know this name? I think, I think I may. Okay, go ahead. He's in the Hall of Fame. Late no, '60s British band. No, no, uh, a uh, band that has been through multiple lineups, and he is in a forgotten lineup by most people that listen to mainstream music. I, 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 I was going to say Easy Beats. No, we did. We did that but, a few episodes ago. Yeah. Oh, did we? And they were okay. Australian. What band? Um, what band is known for all the drama and multiple lineup changes? Has one of the top ten best-selling albums of all time. Oasis uh, is out there touring with um, interesting, weird replacement members, but still playing arenas. Oh yes, that band. Most people don't even know this is a British-based band. That's the funny part about it. Oh really? Fleetwood Mac. Oh 
Yeah. So Danny Kerwin was part of the twin guitar trio oh, of shit. Green and Kerwin. K I R. Yeah. W A N. W A N. Kerwin. It, you yeah. know what? You were thinking K E R. I'm thinking K E R. So I'll, I'll give it yeah, to you. Yeah. So Danny Kerwin. It, you know what? Li- it's funny. It's funny. If, if if I had even asked how you spell Kerwin, then I, I I may have been able to make that. <laughs> Who knows? Continue. Yeah. Continue. So I'm sorry. I I, I ruined your. Yeah. And that was good. That's a good one. Oh, yeah. but, and besides, of course, the constant... He didn't play for shit on, on Fleetwood Mac, though. Let's be for real. No, it's not. that's not true. Because here's the thing. He was what? in that first real big lineup. So you had McVie and Fleetwood, of course, in the rhythm. Peter Green and Danny Kern were the guitar duo trio. Was Bear Trees the last trio. record he was on? It was. And I think Bear Trees is legit. And, and, and the Bob Welch stuff me, is yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's weird... When they went in the Hall of Fame, That's Danny weird... got to be inducted, but, oh, but Bob really? Welch isn't in. Yeah. Bob Welch isn't? The, the Hall of Fame shafted Bob Welch. Really? And that, that's a travesty. And even Fleetwood said, Mick Fleetwood, was, Mick Fleetwood was so pissed they didn't include Bob Welch that he actually talked about him during his speech. Wow, just to kind I of, did not know that. Yeah. Well, Bob Welch, he was only there for like a couple of A couple of years. But he said, if Bob hadn't been there, we would have dissolved. Like he saved the oh, that's band. That's true. He actually said he, he saved the band with the stuff that he did with Christine. And, and but Bear Trees is a good record. Very though. good, underrated album. But that that early stuff, people in hardcore fans will tell you that Peter Green stuff is greatness. And this is a callback. I want to throw that's, this out here. That is true. I want to throw this out here because not only is the was it Kerwin Kerwin and Green for a long time? Yeah, for at least a few years, at least like two or three years together, and then you know Green leaves for personal reasons. But drugs, probably. (laughs) Well, they were all on drugs, but uh, which I don't want to smear his name, but you know. But it leads into this because I wanted to give a shout out to somebody who uh, had a rough year this year, and he's a friend of the show. Um, he's practically family, uh, guy, Darren Beck. Uh, when Darren was on a couple of years ago, uh, doing his pinkish black, uh, two-parter, him and John Teague, they did their desert Island. And this is one of the, uh, picks that Darren had. He says, this is the song that I listened to right when we're getting home from being off the road. And it really makes it the bookend of being on the road and he goes it really has a special place in my heart that's awesome so i'm sending this one out to darren and of course danny Kerwin, who plays co-lead guitar and peter green says this track happened because of danny Kerwin. that's a big deal because this is pretty much considered peter green's showpiece right and it was actually a hit single over there it's a song called albatross
All right, there you go. Albatross from the OG, original, original Whoa. Fleetwood Mac. That's a beautiful song. It's uh, definitely in the top 10 rock instrumentals of all time for my money. Yeah. And uh, once again, like I said, Danny Kerwin what record and our, was it our friend Darren. Oh, man. I think it's actually, I think it was originally, don't quote me, a single that was released that was put on a comp later on. That comp is really good. I don't have it in front of me here. All right. No, no, no worries. So, but look up Albatross by Fleetwood Mac. It's greatness. Uh, and we're going to move on. The last entry of the show here on this long-awaited fallen follow-up episode, <laughs> the one you were all asking for, our third Rock and Roll Hall of Famer for this evening. And yes, it is possible for a Rock and Roll Hall of Famer to die and not get a ton of press coverage, as we've seen previously on these entries tonight. <laughs> this guy, I guess by default, is the most famous of the three, but if you didn't know it, the Hall of Fame has a sideman wing on the in their Hall of Fame. Did you know that? Did you uh, yes. know they actually put in sidemen yes. every year or when it's applicable? And they also have a songwriter section and a producer section and all that stuff. So this guy is in on the sideman side of things, if you will. But and it's a special kind of fan that would know this name, which is kind of sad because this person only played on records that just changed the world. And I, I'm not saying a statement like that. I don't take those kind of statements lightly. But a fellow by the name of DJ Fontana who just by the association and what he played on has to be considered one of the most influential drummers of all time because he was a member of the Blue Moon Boys who happened to be the guys that played on pretty much almost all the old Sun Records by Elvis. Yep. I was at Sun Studios. My my mom was a huge Elvis fan. Yeah, yeah. You told me your mom kind of inundated you with Elvis throughout your life, yes. though, was the thing I'm getting And so, at. like, yeah. I mean, and... and, and Mind you, I, I I'll be honest. I I don't remember all their names, but knowing whenever you say DJ Fontana, yes, the guy was legit. Yeah, he 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 belongs. He belongs in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that Sun Studios. Whenever we walk through those doors, that's mecca. Yeah, that's almost. I mean, it it it's it's one of the. Two oh, it's a temple. Yeah, absolutely. Maybe not in Mecca, but it, yeah. it certainly is a temple because <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's a couple other places that I still need to visit. Yeah, you should go to Stacks if you have it. Yeah, yeah Stacks is which is still in Nashville too. By the way, they moved half of a church inside that museum just because that's where all those people sang to, from. Just I need craziness. to hit up. I need to hit up the the Hitsville yeah. place in Detroit. Yeah. And I've still never been to Graceland. So. And and uh, well, I mean, yeah, I mean. Grace, it's weird. It's weird Graceland's a tourist trap at this point. But, yeah. but anyway, get back to DJ Fontana. Yeah, go back to DJ Fontana and walking through. I, I can only imagine what it was like walking through those hallowed halls of Sun Studios to to cut records with those guys. Yeah, I mean the the, the place is impeccable. Yeah, it is. It's small and cramped for like the little shop and everything. But yeah. I mean, yeah, it's a, but it's he's it's, so fun it's to holy listen ground. to. He's, that is holy ground. Yeah, and it, that's why. Any, you know, I mean, the, obviously the on-the-nose wayward sons of Elvis, you know, like your Stray Cats and, and whatnot, like, you know, you, you know that every drummer that played for any of those bands, like, that's their guy. That's their yeah. that's their Ringo. You know, yeah. that's, you know, right no, up that's there. That's Ringo's Ringo. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, that makes total sense. I mean, sense. it's Charlie Watts' is, I mean, yeah. he's, he's, <laughs> um, but he is... The basis. Yeah, he built but, one of the first wheels of rock and roll drumming. You know, he's basically. the foundation. Yeah, it's 
It's of what they built their church on. There you go. Their I temple like it. is built on his foundation. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm not even going to get cute about this. You know how we try to play deep cuts and stuff on Rock Strikes Tim, but to me, like this drum track is always undeniable because this immediately gets you hyped up. So for DJ Fontana, who left us on June 13th of this year at the age of 87, Jeez. we're going to play. Probably his finest two minutes and change. If I had to pick one, it's Hound Dog. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. The crying all the time. You ain't nothing but a hound dog. Crying all the time. going down to the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, Elvis needs boats. Elvis needs boats. Alright. I I do it I have to do it every time. It's almost like a, a tick for me right Elvis now. Elvis needs boats. Yeah come on, you know Elvis is everywhere. Yeah. Elvis Mojo? is everywhere. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Mojo? But, yeah, Mojo yeah. Nixon. If you if you if your collection doesn't have Mojo Nixon then your collection then can use some fixing. You're, you're you're probably okay, but no, still but you could use some fixing. But don't blow my joke from uh, Punk Rock Girl. All right. That was for the. This is a great tribute. DJ Fontana died of death uh, died a few of months death. ago. How old was he? Eighty-seven years old. 87. If you hadn't been on your phone in the last segment, you would you would. Well, know I was, that. I'm still looking up Danny Kerwin actually. <laughs> oh my god! Because uh, I've spelled. He's been it on wrong. his phone half the show. It's fine. I have it's not fine. been on my phone half the show. <laughs> All right. Just but, trying to figure out that record. But Hound Dog, just da, 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 like that is rock and roll. He's, yeah. He played. He he invented the rock and roll drum sound pretty much. Uh, more than almost anybody. We talked about this already. But I am greatness. about to freaking just roll a whole bunch of Elvis after I 
bail this place. Nice, nice. Yeah, even something subtle like playing the brush, you know, in Heartbreak Hotel. He did that too. Damn it, you know, Jailhouse Rock. It's everything. It's got it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. Wow. Well, but it, here's the good news. I'm going to give you a little little silver lining here. Right. We haven't done one of these shows since mid-January. God. We went all the way from late January to mid-June, and I was digging hard. I didn't make any cuts, hardly at all. Right. And that's all we have to report for the first half of 2018. We'll see you in 2019. We'll be back pretty soon and see if, if I can come up with a list that's, you know, from pretty much here. Yeah. From mid-June all the way up. Then we'll be back with another one, but I'm not yeah, going to force so. it. I don't yeah. want them to happen so very often. The, we never want this. I mean, it's just the way it is. Just it's inevitability, like you said. Laws of of the world. The world. I'm not going to play Circle of Life, Logan. No matter how much you ask. No, I'm not. I'm not asking <laughs> for it. All right, but I do want to thank you for coming on the show today. But it's, thanks uh, for the. Yeah. I've missed you though, and uh, I'm really happy. You, I'm really happy right. that you are. Uh, yeah. You finally are in a good marriage now, and uh, at least from what I can tell, okay. and you seem right. happy. You seem yeah. very happy. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing, I'm doing really good. We're, we're having a good time, and. Do you go to Disney like every other week now, or? Uh... Seems like you do. Every every few months. Okay, I dig it though. I'll I'm catch up. I'll catch up with you in December. I'm, je- I'm jealous. We yeah. we want to go. We want to go. Yeah. Um, I'll help you with that. Sounds good. Maybe. Um, if you want to reach Logan, you can message me. Logan's uh, Logan likes his privacy. I'm I'm kind of a yep. ham. So, if you have any questions for Logan, send just ask it, me. Send and I'll it send to Joey. Over. Yeah, I'll forward to him. Pass it along. Uh, so yeah, I uh, want to thank everybody for tuning into the show today. Go to cnjradio.com for all episodes of Rock Strikes Ten, including the ones that aren't on iTunes. While you're there, stick around for the Synaptic featuring Randy Brown, your friend of mine, yep. who is a true alternative. The Synaptic Empire. Radio, I should right. say, officially now. That's what it's called. Audio transmission number, whatever he's at. I'm gonna give a plug to his show if it, if they're local. He's yeah, got a, he's got an oh, eighth yeah, birthday yeah. show coming yeah. up on the uh, November 10th at Mass, the main on main at South, South Side. Side, the Cush with the Cush. And I just Garden, saw them uh, over the weekend. Was it? It was, was fantastic. What's that? Um, what's that? Rose Garden. Cush. Uh, uh, Rose Garden Funeral Party. Speedlights. Dagger Club. Don't forget the Dagger Club. Doug's in that one. Okay. That's going to be a good show. That's going to be a, a, a very, uh, very solid show. Oh, and uh, Ray, Ray Light, I think. No. Ray Clone. Ray okay. Clone. Good. It's Speedlights that, oh, okay. that are also playing. Sorry that's... if I screwed that up for you too much, Randy. That's right. but, um, no, it's going to yeah, be a good no, show. That's, and that's a great show. For further information, check out the Synaptic Empire Radio. While you're on cnjradio.com, stick around for the flagship, the Wrestling House Show, featuring myself and Chris, who we're on a pretty decent schedule with it. We're still playing a little bit of catch-up, but we do this great thing where we take uh, all the WWE programming for the month and make you one super card. We trim all the fat off and give you one show to watch with all of our picks good stuff and also there is last theater on the left which uh, new episodes have definitely been happening we just posted a three-parter dealing in the john carpenter official unofficial apocalypse trilogy halloween no the apocalypse yeah that's the guy that did halloween so like he's he's a you know high up there for me okay well we covered his apocalypse trilogy which is not anything he intended to be a trilogy what was it's just 
movies about the end of the world that he was involved in. You can listen to it? Yeah. Well, maybe, but it's The Thing. You can tell me later. The Thing from 82. Oh, okay. That's a great yeah, film. A great Excellent film. film. Uh, an underrated one called Prince of Darkness, and one that may not be so good called In the Mouth of Madness. So check those out on Last Theater on the left. Yeah, I'm good with The Thing. Prince of Darkness is greatness. Is you should watch it. Donald okay. Pleasance. Oh, is Donald Pleasance in it? Donald Pleasance okay. in it. Alice Cooper has a cameo. So oh, worth and it. we just worth saw it. Alice Cooper Band. Yeah, we did. We went there last week. Cool. I, I went to the Alice Cooper show later. Logan still hasn't seen Alice Cooper, but we'll discuss that no, on yeah, another episode. Yeah, we'll do that later. But uh, once again, thanks for coming on the show, Logan. High five. High five. All right. We'll see everybody on the next one. Thanks, everyone. Have fun. Bye.